1: that that led to a really good summer. Um, I want to keep the idea of arenas and talk about the mullet now because okay. that's another important one right there. Because uh, the mullet arena is their first season there, and I think there's something special about the mullet. Like they've only been had so many so, so many games, but I think we're like I'm not sure, Carl. What are you What are you feeling? hashtag mullet magic or mullet mania what are you feeling uh,
0: th- those are two hashtags um I would probably say uh mullet magic uh is my preferred one of the two um but it is very interesting to see the Coyotes. they they definitely seem to play better at the mullet um especially the first game back from a road trip seems to be one of their best um it's a really interesting vibe all around and it's also just like a very weird kind of situation because there was the four games uh to start off in like october november and then just a 14 game road trip so it feels like the mullet has been like opened twice um like once in october and then reopened in december
1: yeah it does you know it does feel weird that way and i think uh, seeing the saga that, that went down too, right? It went down it had its whole own saga on its own um, between the initial opening and the second opening because yeah. of the locker room situation and the fact that the annex was not ready yet. Uh, this that the away team had to play on top of like I said, to play, had to dress on top of the ice, you know, covered, uh, at the Mountain America Iceplex. um and that you know a lot of things were just weren't you know weren't up to par yet the coyotes were playing were dressing in the away locker room what's now the away locker room there were so many aspects to that uh opening was just uh a disaster in some ways but also just like unique and like you like something's like okay you know let's claim it because like People are going to be giving us crap anyways. Let's just claim it and make it ours.
0: Yeah. And there was definitely like, there was a lot of people making fun of the locker room situation. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that so many players were just like, it's it's fine. It's like n- nobody here thinks that this is ideal, but it's a, it's a spot where we can throw our stuff. And that's really all we need. Um, and then I think it was Montreal who did like a really good like video um of the of the locker rooms and just be like, Hey, no, this is this is really nice. Like the the situation has changed from the first four games. It's why there was the coyotes fourteen game road trip. Things are better now. Um and that didn't get nearly as much attention, but I thought it was definitely good to kind of show like, yeah, that that, that plywood you saw in the beginning of the season, it's 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 already gone. It's not even a full year.
1: Yeah. Plus, there's the, you know, the how hard it is for away teams to play there now. Um, How much the discussion was there. Um, When we had that uh, episode asking the question It whether or not the Mollet Arena is the hardest place to play at, uh, we had a commenter on our show actually said that, you know, even the Boston head coach was, like, saying, like, yeah, things happen at a faster pace here. Like whatever it is things are happening faster and it's making and it's making things you know move at a different pace people have to ada- have to adapt
0: and, and i've heard like a number of like reasons why which is very fascinating to me i've heard like the smaller size like perception wise you're just think that it's going to be like further away than it is um but since it's smaller, you don't have that um, versus like a larger arena. I've also seen just like, yeah, the ice is really good. And if the ice is really good, it's going to be a faster game. Um, and I do really Which love... I can
1: that. kind of comment on because the I didn't, of course, skate on the actual arena. But you would assume that the actual arena and the adjacent community iceplex uses the same ice generating... Uh, what are you... Do it's term I'm looking for? The ice generating, uh, hardware. I guess. The ice technology. Not yeah. Technology. There we go. Wizard um, magic. Yes. Uh, so the ice quality would be the same. Yeah. So I guess I can you know somewhat comment to that. I went to a public skate there, uh, at the Mountain America Iceplex, and I gotta say, Carl, some of my favorite ice in the valley. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, I mean, if they're
0: not the same, I would assume that the Mountain America ice is slightly worse because uh, you would want to have the best machines for the main thing. And if the mm. the backup is good, like, that that really says something. And it is definitely a comment that I think pretty much every time someone's talked about the ice at Mullen, they talk about how good it is. And when I think about, you know, killer river arena and people being like, yeah, the ice sucks. Uh, it's not good. It's, it's very cool that the coyotes have gone from like one end of the ice quality spectrum to the other. I do kind of wonder, like, I hope the the new arena when it gets built has that same, like just high quality ice, but I'm not sure if it's just because of the, uh, the smaller size that they're able to just have quality,
1: this one it could be it could be um so i think we'll you know temper our expectations for that uh but at the same time i think we can be hopeful still yeah we can be hopeful that the uh that the ice at the ted is going to be some good ice
0: yeah. And let's let's be honest, not neither of us, if you couldn't tell listeners, uh, are experts in the process of making uh a sheet of ice at a hockey arena. We are we are not those people. Like
1: I'm just I, someone that can test it based off of skating in it on myself. Yes. Uh and I'm someone who's just seen people play on it.
0: Uh uh it'll it'll be interesting to see kind of like what information is put out there because I don't think we have ever like there was social media when uh Gila river uh, then Glendale arena opened, but it wasn't the same. And, and people weren't making content for it the same way. Like once that approval gets done and the mitigations completed, I'm going to love to see like the coyotes kind of break down, like what is being built there. Um, but that's the future, and we're talking about this year,
1: <laughs> right? We are talking about this year, and uh, we'll continue to talk about this year. That's kind of we're going to shift away from the uh, arena talk and uh, talk more about other things that happened for the Arizona Coyotes in 2022. All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. But first, a quick word from our sponsors.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and hockey. They've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, which of course you do, you are listening to a sports podcast, you can get all that on Bet Online as well. Fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. Head over to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet
1: online, where the game starts. So let's move on, Carl, to, um, from the arena saga. As we talked, we talked about the uh, you know arena saga for uh, quite a bit on this year rewind because there was a lot going on and a lot of yeah. things to you know break down from what happened in just in just 2022. But that wasn't it for the Coyotes because they saw a lot of other things happen. Um, and let's go ahead and start off with uh, just, I guess, let's, let's, let's talk about the lottery draft, right? Because the Coyotes were expected to be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team, in the last year's season. Um, yep. And they finished second to last, Carl, and they ended up finishing... Uh, they ended up dropping a spot in the draft lottery because the New Jersey Devils somehow got their cock pulled for number two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, devils, uh, are going to do that. Uh, and I mean, ultimately in the end, it didn't really affect the coyotes. Um, as much as they wanted still. Yeah. They got who they wanted. Uh, they had a chance to get the guy who they thought was going to go number one. Um, Although it's very interesting to me if they would have gone with Slavkovsky if he had been available. Um, But they seem to like Logan Cooley. They went with him. Uh, They have their guy uh, at the draft, third overall.
1: I still do want to address the idea in the, you know, the Coyotes' decision to pass over Shane Wright because – At this, you know, at the end, beginning of the year, right, in January of 2022, we had a tank uh, podcast episode with Locked On Canadians, and we're like, oh, it's the tank battle. We're talking the the shame for Shane Sweepstakes. Who is going to get Shane right? Neither of those teams got Shane right, because both of them passed up on him. The Canadians got first overall pick, and... Picked up Uri Slavkoski, Um and and yeah, it's just like
0: yeah. And Wright ultimately fell fourth overall to the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, I like how in his game in Montreal, yeah, he had a goal. Uh, just I think Wright is going to be looking to prove to the team that he that him.
1: chip on his shoulder for a while. Yeah
0: and let let's be let's be perfectly upfront, um because we are talking about Shane Wright. He has not played to I think the expectations a lot of people have had of him this season. Right, um, yeah. We should maybe examine the fact that we we do have high expectations for eighteen year old kids who are drafted. Uh, I have definitely seen can like reasonable arguments for raising the age to nineteen and having like a you know an exception case uh for a couple players um but right is a player who's too good to play in juniors probably not good enough to be in the nhl and can't play in the ahl so just kind of a horrible situation for him um currently he's at the world juniors so let's let's see how that goes i would like for shane wright to be like a, a bona fide hockey talent like. Having, a, a, having as many skilled players in the NHL is a good thing.
1: Yeah, and, let's, and let, uh, let's remember, though, the main reason why three teams passed up on him, and it was I, mainly from his interviews and the kind of attitude he brought. I think a lot of teams didn't want that. They're like, okay, yes, you are a great hockey player and probably will, will be an elite hockey player come down a few years. But with that attitude, like it just doesn't sit well with us. Well, the um, Devils
0: passed and... on him because they just needed a defenseman. They're like, center?
1: Nah. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely didn't need a center. Um, yeah. So the Devils passed on him for different reasons. But the Canadians passed on him because of that reason. The Coyotes passed on him because of that reason. And because Wright kind of already gave them the idea. is like, by the way, if you draft me, I'm not going to play for you guys. Yeah. Um, Which is also kind of a bad sign. Uh, So it's like, okay, yeah, we're not going to do that. And the Coyotes ended up picking Logan Cooley, uh, who, you know, has looked great with the University of Minnesota and is uh, currently now playing for Team USA in the World Junior Championship. Um, So, like, 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 I think Coyotes fans can be happy with the decision they made. Um, and especially since I got a chance to see Logan Cooley when the University of Minnesota came by to Arizona State at the mold Arena and played against each other. Like that was an also a good probably good experience
0: that that was that was a really fun crossover. Plus,, um, you know, speaking of events that happened in the year, <laughs> uh, Cooley getting the lacrosse goal uh, at ASU. That was definitely like one of those moments where I think we're gonna be like, Ah, oh, that—that's gonna go in in the in the highlight reel. Uh, someone makes at the end of the season, just kind of showing off what what Cooley can do, what he is prepared to do. Like if he is playing for the Coyotes next season, like you know they're gonna show that like highlight reel, like every single time in Mullet Arena. Like just be like, hey, Cooley has history here.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, there it's, it's definitely gonna bring up once uh, once it gets more chances to come back to uh, uh, to the coyotes we'll probably see like you know maybe him spend maybe one more year at uh, at University of Minnesota um but you know that's we'll, we'll see that's for another time uh, but in 2022 it was great for the coyotes fans to get a chance to see Logan Cooley and just be excited. That he is going to be a part of this of, of this organization, and that he is a future of this organization. Definitely. Um, any other
0: big things this season that you wanted to point out?
1: Uh, yeah. You know what? I think uh, I will. I do have a couple others that I do want to uh want to get to though. But um, before that, Carl, I do want to thank everyone on this show for making Lockdown Coyotes Coyotes your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms once again make sure to check out locked on sports today as your second listen biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less plus instant reactions game recaps and locked on take the day locked on sports today is available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts but yes carl um and i want to say it's uh, other kind of events that we got a chance to see uh, for the Arizona Coyotes this year uh, is the emergence of of the uh, young players uh, and some rookies. Uh, you know, I think you and I can both say we did not expect Dylan Gunther to be a part of the Arizona Coyotes at this point in the season. Uh, but he'd be playing back in the WHL with the Edmonton Oil Kings. Um, yeah. But that wasn't the case. We were wrong. He Now, um, I mean, now he is uh, playing in the World Juniors with Team um, Canada. In Team Canada, but different part of you know. Um, yeah. He
0: he he made his ten games. Uh, he has the Coyotes have basically committed him to being in the NHL for the entire year. They have burned the first year of his contract. So yeah, we definitely were not expecting it. Like I think up until it happened, we we're like, maybe. Like, it could be the case. It it definitely is, you know, he is earning his spot, and if he gets sent back, he is, it would have been very close. But then, yeah, he he stuck around, and it happened. He is in the NHL. He's a NHL player now, and, yeah, I was not expecting that.
1: No, um, but I think we were we're both glad that he stuck around because he's, been impressive he's been awesome uh he's got a lot of good mo- he's had a lot of good moments and now yeah, he's had some moments where he kind of looked a little bit dry but you know that's also to be expected of a player as young as Dylan Gunther is right he's 19 years old he's gonna make mistakes um but I think the excitement is still gonna be there and I think we we can really have some fun with it yeah, he, he definitely can, like, he, he he
0: is going to continue to improve. I do kind of wonder if he's going to look better when he gets back from the World Juniors. Just a little bit more confidence, but three goals, eight assists for 11 points in 21 games. I mean, not the the best Coyotes rookie, rookie on the team, but solid numbers. No.
1: And let's talk about the best Coyotes rookie on the team right now. Unfortunately, um... You know, shortly before recording uh, this episode, uh, this player sustained an injury that put him out for six weeks. But Matthias Michelli has been easily the most impressive rookie on the Arizona Coyotes this season. Carl, you mentioned his name multiple times, I think even in preseason. Um, part of me was just like, yeah, Michelli, yeah, yeah. And then, all like, I wasn't completely buying into the hype yet. But you kept bringing his name up, and it paid off for you because he yeah. ended up coming, because he ended up looking really good uh, again. Because unfortunately, he's injured for a while. Um, but like, wow.
0: Yeah, um, I did a a Christmas episode <laughs> uh, where I ripped off uh, a Christmas Carol, and I used it to talk about the the past, the present, and the future of the Coyotes. And Matthias Michelli was a big part of the present. Um, I had calculated him to be on a 60 point pace, um, which is Clayton Keller rookie season numbers. Um, Keller actually finished with 65, so definitely would have been better there. But if you had told me that Matias Michelli would be talked about the same way we talked about rookie Clayton Keller, like, or he would be a colder, like, trophy like conversation person like I, I would not have gone that far I thought he would have been like a solid role player but he is playing really well especially with Lawson Krause
1: yeah absolutely like everyone is putting his name up against you know other rookies and where he stands and it, and it did put his name though in that colder conversation and it's just like Where did this kid come from to a lot of people? Like, wait a minute, who is this? Who is this Matthias Michelli? And I think it's funny that some people have, uh, you know, did some slight misspelling, I I guess, (laughs) capitalization error that makes it look like it's a (laughs) a name is something that's not.
0: (laughs) Matthias Michelli was such a like under the radar uh, player. Someone capitalized the second C like he is a Scottish person named Michelli. Uh he is not uh, he is uh, Finnish American and his I believe I saw his uh maternal grandfather is from Italy. Um so just a very fun thing. Um he he is not getting nearly enough attention. Uh a while ago I saw like a like a fan voted like world cup roster for hockey. Um, And team Finland did not have Matias Michelli on there. Uh, I believe it had uh, Valamacki. It did not have Michelli. So he is definitely getting, you know, a lot of buzz coyotes fans and those in the know, but I think it's only going to grow once he gets back from injury and his season progresses.
1: Oh, absolutely! I'll be excited to see um, him come back from injury. Won't be back for a while, um, but we'll see what um, you know how how that will go. Um, how about anything else from you that I haven't touched on that you want to say as a uh, in this year we wind? So, I mean, definitely the biggest moment that I can remember
0: um, during the off was everything building up to Los Angeles signing his deal. Like Mm -hmm. how we were talking about, you know, like this needs to get done. Krause is definitely the player that Bill Armstrong wants. When's it going to happen? And like, so often we were just like, uh, if it gets to this point, we should be worried. If it gets to this point, it should be worried. If it gets to our arbitration, we should be worried. And the deal gets signed like at the arbitration desk just before it begins, uh, a five-year, $21.5 million deal for Kraus, who is earning every single penny of that.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. He is earning and then some right now, right now you know, with, the, with, with on his pace. Like, he is having a career year right now. He is looking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think the, like... Crown was, was right in betting on himself.
0: Absolutely. Um, I mean, especially after the the year that he had and the prior year. Like the jump from the 2021 um or 2020 season 20 ah uh, from the I last the year to the first turn uh, yeah. bear year. Let's just say that was night and day. There we go. Uh, Kraus uh, in his last year under Tockett had 13 points in 51 games. Uh, and was, of those were goals. Yeah. Yeah. Four goals, nine assists. <laughs> uh, Kraus this year, so like one, two seasons later, 13 goals in 31 games. Like it is just night and day. I think it's mostly his beard that's giving him power. Uh, cause it's a very ridiculous beard.
1: I, uh, you don't have to convince me about beards making a difference as someone who comes from a, uh, someone who grew up in a hometown of a hockey team where beards were a pretty big thing for a while. Um, and those two play and those couple of players who grew those beards being the integral parts of the team. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, um, but yeah, I think Kraus was a big, uh, um, you know, in the uh, arbit, you know, his season he's had so far, the last season he had, just this previous season he had, and that arbitration, uh, saga, uh, in the arbitration near miss saga, all a major thing uh, that we had to touch on on this year in review. Yeah. What about you? Any any final things? Any final things? Um, I think. We've just about touched on a lot. Um, Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I might be missing something. And I think this is a good time, Carl, for me to, you know, go ahead and ask our listeners, right, that if you guys have anything that you think that we missed on in the year rewind that we should touch on, let us know in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments down below. Um, or if you are just listening to our podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify, just find us on social media and uh, tweet at us or DM us, and we'll, uh, uh, we'll, add, we'll add some on the a, on a, on a, on a next episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Share, share the things that you remember, because each person is going to focus on different things.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's going to be it, though, for this episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. To like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. Like I mentioned, uh, we are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leoniel. Carl Pavlov is at Carl Pavlov FFH. Interact with us, ask a question that you might have, and we might answer it right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>